prostate sounds like? Oh yes, sweetheart. Hold on. Place of hell is the pl- basically the place of cleaning of your soul. Uh, you're, it's like when you die, your your soul gets put in the washing machine, and it's getting clean, and it's getting clean, and it's getting clean, and it's getting clean, and it's getting clean. Watchman Radio. Watchman Radio. Representing East Coast Watchmen Radio. 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 Watching radio representing uh, East Coast. We are literally on the East Coast. I'm from Florida, and uh, the gentlemen I have on with me are also from the East Coast. Brother Allen, you with us? Yes. How are you, Richard? Brother Wolfenstein, you there? Yeah, Rich, I'm here. Thanks for having me up with you today. We are representing East Coast. They're up there in New York. I'm down here in Florida. And we like it. So we're going to touch on some topics today. Watch Radio Saturday, the violation of the Shabbat show. We are literally violating the Shabbat. Some people ask, how are we violating the Shabbat? Um, quite simply, all these Judaizers that are running around attacking everybody, it's damning people for going, you know, not going to the same Sabbath type activity they, they are doing. They don't even realize um, by causing your servant to work, you're in violation of the Sabbath. So you're literally failing at what you're condemning everybody to do. Okay? You can't. And I learned this in the five towns. Okay? On Long Island. The Jews over there, I had to install Shabbat switches over there. Some people ask what that is. But they couldn't have um, any light come on. They couldn't have um, their alarm system go off. They couldn't get a call from the central station. Okay? So, by doing that, you're causing someone else to have to work. So, you're violating the Sabbath. This is how the Jews over in the five towns do it in New York. Okay, Um, Exodus 20, verse 10. uh, You shall not cause not your servant or your maidservant to work on that day. That's the command of the Sabbath. Uh, When I call Xfinity Cable over here, 
they it literally says on the uh, machine when I when it answers, we are here to service your needs. Okay, I'm literally paying them. They are like a servant, and I treat them when I call there. I said I'm paying you. I expect this. Okay, yes, sir. We understand you're paying us. We're here to serve. I mean, does anybody get it? If you're going to go around flinging the Shabbat and bopping over everybody's head, you better make sure that you are not causing your servant or service to work, i.e. your internet service, i.e. your electric, because they have to have a technician there to keep you pumping. Oh, you cause somebody to violate because they have to work to keep your light on that day. Get it? It's the same equivalent here. You should not cause your servant, maid servant, to work. Everybody's like, oh, we got to pass on that one. We don't have any slaves in the house. Oh, gee, let me just put on my thinking cap for one second. Yeah. If you're paying someone for a service, you are literally causing them to work. You have a landscaper come by. You're pay- you you're using your electric on that day. Guess what? You are kicking a brick in the pot for having someone work on that day. You might have been the one person on that day that caused an overload for something. And now a technician's been dispatched. You, you did it. This is why in the five towns they shut everything off. They understand this verse I just read. Okay, Exodus 20, verse 10. They understand it. And they view the self-proclaimed wannabe Jews, Jew enviousts. Uh, they get a hold of some Jew clothing, probably get it over here in uh, Williamsburg, New York. They probably order it over there. And all of a sudden, they think the Hebrews running around. Okay? They, 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 it, and they want to judge. You're not. You're not applying the Shabbat Shalomith correctly. Either are you, man. This is why you got to be careful with slapping the law on everybody. You cause your servant to work. How about your cell phone? You're using that. Okay. Well, they got to have an IT operator on that day to sit in there to make sure the services are up and running, and someone to ma- maintain the tower on that day because you're using your cell phone on the Shabbat. You're paying them for that employee to do that. Well, guess what? That makes him your employee. That's why when you go, we're here to service you, sir. Yeah, exactly. Because you're paying them. This is the violators. You are violators. And the five towns, Jews in New York, they think you're apostate because of this. It's unbelievable. Now, I got two Hebrews with me on the fo- uh, phone here with me. And, you know, there's Jew envy on you guys. You realize that. How do you feel about that, Alan? Um, I personally don't really care for my Jewish background other than it lets me read Hebrew words with the right accent. It's just it's kind of interesting, but it's not a big deal at the end of the day. Amen. Marty, how about you? You you want to? Uh, are you upset well, that yeah, people envy your of, Jewishness? 
I kind of take the position that the Apostle Paul took where he kind of forsook his Jewish heritage and identified with the Lord Jesus Christ. And, you know, he basically uh, did not follow the Jewish traditions, but followed uh, the Holy Spirit. So that's my position. Okay, so Marty's got a position. Alan's got a position. Um, but again, judge not lest you be judged, guys. Right? We got to be careful with that. You want to bop everybody over the head that you think you're performing the law in such a way that you can go around and bop everybody over the head of it. It's going to come back and, and bite you. This is where grace comes in, people. Now, let me see what's going on here. I have a, the X split screen running today. So, what I am going to do. I got a question. On, on the intro, did I hear a, a voice say that hell was like a, a great washing machine and that when people die, they get thrown there like into a washing machine to get clean hands? Uh, I, you got to ask Alan. He made that. I didn't make that. I made a a pale copy of it, but uh, I believe that's exactly what you heard, Martin. What did you hear? You heard you that heard, right. What did you hear, Marty? Okay, this is what I heard. I heard a voice that sounded a little bit like someone we all know saying that hell was a was a great washing machine, and that after people die, they they get put there to get clean hands. And I got a message for that bro, or, or if he's a bro. I got a message for anyone preaching that mess. You better get clean hands before you die, because if you die with filthy hands, you're going in that wash machine for eternity, and that wash machine is called eternal hellfire. And you ain't getting clean hands there. You're getting burned there. Yeah. Well, that was Goatbeard. Yeah, he's pray for his brain. I believe the tech cooked half of it away, so he might not be accountable, but... You know, you can skim by on mental illness. Um, but that thing there with the uh, no hell is new. Uh, and I think the audio said, Daddy, you can I hear an apostate? And then that audio played. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's good to point out the apostate teachings, and that's one of them, because when the rich man died, he was locked in hell. To such a point, he wanted to warn everybody not to go there. And the only way you wouldn't go there is getting clean of sin before you die. And that's why Jesus warned to the Pharisees and the Sadducees that you will die in your sin and suffer damnation. Okay? Meaning that they were going to a bad place because they were not correcting the sin. The grace covenant is here for you now to get right with God. Not later in hell. You're not going to have a washing machine and say, oh, goody, look at me. I, I died in sin, but don't worry. I'm going to be tumble dry and I'm coming out. You know, it ain't happening, bruh. The rich man was in yeah, hell. It was a great chasm fixed. What? That's a fantasy right there. That's a myth. That's a lie. Uh, you, you need to get clean. Beloved, you need to get clean hands now while you still have the opportunity. You need to draw close to the Lord today, for today is the day of salvation, and you need 
to repent of your sin, not to get it washed away in hell, because hell is not there to wash away your sins. Hell is there for Satan, his fallen angels, and those who follow him in sin and reject Jesus Christ. It's there to destroy you, to damn your soul for eternity. There's no no uh, second chance. or it, it, Hell is not something that is restorative. It is something that is destructive. So we need to correct that because, yeah, you know, yeah. you know, Richard, we both talked about it. I got a close friend who's, you know, spewing the same filth. You know, he, um, he didn't have a yeah, tick so, bite his brain and, and cause him his brain to cook. No, no, he had, guy, he had a demon. Yeah, that, 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 yeah well, here's yeah. the deal, bro. The rich man in Luke 16 was in torment. And if you read the context of what's going on there, Abraham wasn't saying down to him with the chasm dividing them, hey, look, soon you'll be washed and be with me and Lazarus. Hang in there. The washing process is going on. Nothing like that took place in that conversation. The conversation was, I want to get out of here so I can warn my brothers. And he said, no, there's a chasm. You ain't going nowhere. That's what he said. Okay. So this whole washing machine well, hell to... thing is 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 bullcrap, okay? Um, yeah, I want to clarify something too. It's like you know they have this idea that you know it's like a correctional facility, you know, where people go there and they get punished and they come out better. Uh, no, it's not a correctional facility. It is a place of eternal damnation and hellfire, and no one comes out once they go in. And uh, you know, I got the you know I got these people that are preaching this stuff. And we need to take a stand on it. It's an attack. You know what it is, uh, Brother Rich? It's, it's an attack against the precious shed blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, which does cleanse us. So is there something that God has provided for sin to be cleansed? Yes, it's the shed blood of the Lord Jesus Christ that's made atonement for your sin. This is the gospel. This is the truth. This is the gospel of grace that we are saved not by works but through faith in that shed blood making atonement for our sin and washing and cleansing us from that fountain that flows from Emmanuel's veins. That is the essence of the gospel. The foundation of it is that shed blood. This is a direct attack by Satan against that shed blood. And it's coming from multiple vessels that are now, in my opinion, completely apostate. Yeah. Maybe reprobate. It's getting bad, guys. You know, the time would come they won't endure sound. You have to endure sound doctrine. That means that sound doctrine is coming at you, and you have to endure it. It's good. But it's something you have to endure, meaning when the falseness comes along, you have to endure the sound doctrine. Stay focused. When these wacko, twisted texts come along, there are all these new revelations. Guess what? You better you sleep with one eye open, people, because the enemy is stepping up his game with delusions. Delusions. So we want to touch on some other stuff here today. Uh, watch from radio representing East Coast, Florida, but... I want to talk about the uh, staff of bread being broken in uh, Leviticus. I'm going to read. But before we do that, I want to. I'm running the desktop today on XSplit. Let me go to my desktop real quick. Okay, I'm there. You should see my screen on Rumble. And I'm going to type in my. I want everybody to see this. 
um, on Shadow Band uh, website. This is, this is what's going on with my account on Twitter, so you see it. So let me type in my name. There's my name. Now I'm going to do the check. Running the check. There it goes. It says searching. There we go. Okay. You see where it says we're unable? We're unable. That means I'm banned. That means nobody sees me. Okay. Now let's do the Watchmen Radio. Ready? Watchmen Radio 1. And Alan Pace, the, the confirmed on that, the eight bucks. You would think they would green light us. Hey, they're paying us. Hey, let's let people see them. Let's see. I'm going to do a check. Here we go. Check. Okay, that ban has cleared. Wow, that's weird. All right, Praise so we're good. Lord. We're good on watching radio. I'm kind of mad that you're you're not banned there right now. Which is kind of us. <laughs> it's not me. That's that's the Watchman Radio account. That's, yeah, I know, but I us. checked it earlier, and we were banned. Well, let me do Alan. Us. Let me do Alan. Uh, uh, uh Jesus uh, loves. Uh, can't remember his name. All of you, something like that. All right, Alan, all right. We're doing it. <laughs> Alan's not banned. You see that? You see that? Alan's not wow. banned. Wow. Well, uh, why? <laughs> Go back to me, right? Uh-huh. They're unable. That's I'm banned. Now, why am I banned? I'm not even posting over there. It's just... You are? This is what I'm going... No, I'm not. I'm doing, doing anything over there. You, you are hot fire. <laughs> you guys laugh, but this is pissing me off, man. I mean, this... Watching radio is clear. Okay, I don't understand why they cleared us, but earlier we were banned. But I'm banned everywhere, guys. You just saw it. I showed it to you. Now, on Facebook, I'm completely banned. I put I was looking at posts like from years ago when I wasn't banned, and everybody saw them. But now I po- I even post like something like, "Hey, can you tell me a good dishwasher?" I literally posted that the other day. Nobody saw it. Nobody. And I'm like, they won't even let me ask about a dishwasher. They're blocking that. So then I posted another one. Hey, does anybody know how to serve fish, you know, on the coast? One person saw it. That's not normal. Questions like that normally go out, especially about the dishwasher. There's always one, like, woman there. Hey. You know, get the kitchen aid or something. Hey, check out the Bosch. Nothing. 3,800 friends on that account. Nothing about the dishwasher. Nobody saw it. Gee, I wonder if I'm shadow banned. It says I am. It says all oh, my posts go 90 days to the lower feed. Why? What did I do? They said I posted nudity. I didn't post any nudity. I don't know what they're talking about. I just got another violation. I posted this thing, a knocker. It was a door knocker with Michael Obama on it. And they gave me a naked violation for that. And it's a figurine. I think I posted it. You saw it, right, Alan? It was a knocker. But it was a like a I I don't remember right at this second. uh, Yeah, you don't want to remember. It's pretty foul because it's like her gonads hanging down and there to knock her. Oh, my God. Goodness. Yeah. 
Yeah. Would you post that image that you speak of right now in the Watchmen Radio video that you're making right now of this show? I g- don't know where, where I put it. Oh, oh, how convenient. No, it's in the Telegram group. Is the, didn't I put it oh. in the Telegram group? I don't remember. I don't remember. Okay. Whatever. I, I would like that knocker anyway. I would put it on my door. But what I'm trying to explain to you guys is I'm being cucked, cucked over here. They're cuck caging me everywhere. Now, Rumble were doing good. Rumble, let me go to Rumble right now. Uh, Rumble is loaded. What about okay. Podomatic? They don't mess with you, do they? Podomatic? Um, uh, yeah, well, yeah, they did. You know why? They unsubscribed me on all my Apple accounts. Somebody did it. It was Apple. The same time they took really? away all my reviews for 23 years, that time they unsubscribed me for a, for a couple thousand followers. They're gone. Our downloads are way down, and it happened, guess what? The same time I noticed all our reviews disappear, that's when it happened. You know why the reviews disappeared? Because all those people that were there are gone. They removed them. And they were all good reviews. They left one one-star bad review. That's how evil they are. Why would why would Podomatic get involved with this? No, I I, I meant Apple. But all right, oh, so okay, you look Apple. at at Rumble. We're doing good. We're getting more views than we ever did on uh, YouTube. Almost double. So uh, we're going in the right direction on Rumble. So I like Rumble. Right now, I'm I'm all about Rumble, but I'm just here to tell you that we're planting our flag on Rumble, and I would hope you join there. I know it's hard. I know you don't want to do it because it's like, oh, gee, I got to make another account. I got to remember a password. Yeah. Why not get on a platform where you're not constantly getting cut caged, where they're slapping a cage on you? Because that's what's going on on YouTube, man. Look what they did to us. They wiped us out. Right, Alan? Yeah, everybody everybody who's still on YouTube, basically, you're so lukewarm and you're so cake-baked, especially if you have a Christian ministry, that YouTube just considers you harmless. So that's why you're there. So if you really want to be listening to harmless ministries— you know, st- just only stay on, you know, only listen to ministries on YouTube. But if you want to listen to hard-hitting holiness, what? returning witchcraft, cast out devils, heal the sick, uh, end times preaching, stay with us here on Watchman Radio and get yourself a Rumble account and follow us. And uh, thank you so much. Yeah, exactly. Because... Well, you know, can I get a word in here? You know, yeah, go ahead. I, I, I see people on YouTube, what they do is those who are speaking truth, they have to use, like, uh, code words. Like, you, like they right, know right, the words right, they yeah. can't say, right? So they'll be saying, like, these code words. They're like, the honk, they honk, they on. do that, right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know, and, or they'll call it the, the you-know-what, and like the jab, right? I don't even think you can say jab anymore. Um, you know, it's like they... They know how to, like, get around those key words where they ban you, and then they use these code words instead. I mean, that's ridiculous. 
that you have to do something like that to be that that is total censorship man we should start a movement against censorship and, well, and so, the, the rallying so, yeah the rallying cry should be if this is a democracy then how can you actually censor the populace they're so pimped out In over there. You know what I mean? They have the subscribers. They they don't want to leave. They don't want to start afresh. We had no choice because they deleted us. But and they just wiped us out. I didn't even have time to warn our listeners, the bastards, what they did to us. So but so the bottom line is, and I saw Trump say this too. He said that he doesn't see how America is a democracy with what's currently going on politically. Which I would agree. This is not a, a democracy doesn't censor politicians. A fascist well, state does or something that, that socialist does that. People need to get on board on Rumble because um, it's like Jim Morrison said, and, and he had some wisdom. He basically said it. He says, uh, you're all slaves. Right. He said, you, I think you like it. I think you love it. He says, how long is that going to last? Because he knew the media was attacking him when he came up against, against the war. They made up all types of lies about him. He was fighting that whole system of smearing what they do today. But I got news for you. Um, if you stay, with, and I saw one guy, he's like, we got to do 10 minutes of makeup, makeup tutorial, and then we'll tell you something. So he's doing 10 minutes of a makeup tutorial to try to fool the algorithm. I mean, I don't want to do... Alan, do you want to do that? No, I really want to focus on casting out devils, healing the sick, holiness, and end times living. Amen. He's doing a makeup tutorial. You put on the blue eyeshadow, and the algorithm... That's terrible. Yeah, exactly. He throws the algorithm off, and he thinks that he can, he can talk. I mean, it's like Nazi Germany <laughs> over there. And they're doing like honk honk, you know, you know what I mean, right? Yeah, I know this guy. He sounds like he's speaking some other language. You know, he's got so many uh, interjected like uh, code words. You, you need like a decipher sheet to figure out what he's saying. How is that free speech, bro? You know? Well, how is that a democracy when you're censoring the populace? All right, let's get into a little bit of a word here. We touched on the totalitarian dictatorship on YouTube, I would hope you would join Rumble. But I see people, they like YouTube. They're like, I like being a slave. I love it. It's like, <laughs> why? Why Why are you doing it? I just don't get it, man. It's almost like when they came out of Egypt, some wanted to go back. We want to go back. We had our meat pots over there. It's like well, slavery is very comfortable. Uh, yeah, they were fed. They were taken care of. They were told what to do. They could, you know, it's pretty comfortable being a slave under certain circumstances. And yeah, it was freedom is more difficult. It's more dangerous. It uh, involves work and thinking. So yeah, so I, I understand. I sort of understand, but I'm glad I'm not there. Amen. It's sad, bro. I mean. Let me touch on um let me touch on some scripture here. What do we got here? This is uh Leviticus. 
Um, are we in the right scripture here? I don't think we are. Um, the Lord says that he'll break the staff of bread. Okay? And that's one of the judgments of God in the land that you're not going to get around. And we're going to touch on this today because of the dream that I had that is um, prodding me in that direction, obviously. But Leviticus 26, 20 says, when I break the staff of bread, 10 women will need but one oven for baking your bread and they shall dole it out to you by weight. And though you eat, you shall not be satisfied. Um, That's one of the judgments of the Lord. And uh, that's talking about financial distraught. It's talking about famine in the land. And when we look in Ezekiel 14, again, we see how the four sword judgments are the way the Lord judges. The sword, the famine, pestilence, and beasts. You see that in Revelation 6. They all run together. You have the red horse for war. You have the black horse for famine. You have the pale horse for pestilence. You have the uh, white horse, the conqueror, as beasts. And that's kind of a play with words for Revelation. Put on your Revelation think cap, and you know where I'm going with that. We're talking about the beast system. So while beast is equivalent to the white horse there. So you see the four four sword judgments in Ezekiel 14, verse 21. The Lord says he judges with war, famine, beasts, and disease. Okay, so if we know we're seeing pangs of that manifest right now, and we are, you're seeing the pangs of the red horse where man wants to kill one another. I mean, just put on your news for a couple minutes, and you're going to see all types of violence and callousness for each other, where people have a lack of concern for each other, and it will just beat the heck out of each other, kill one another, shoot one another. There's really a low standard of morals going on, but also a callousness where that pang of the red horse, the madness of killing, is happening. Just look at the violence. Just look at what's going on in the world, guys. Now we see the pestilence. We see the pangs of disease. We see how they're contributing to the vaccines to want to disease you even more. You see how that white horse, the conqueror, the Antichrist system, the beast, is moving along with the judgments, and God is allowing it. And if you're not ready, real, and right with God and not walking the line with the Lord— You are going to be blown away by these things. And we are telling you this today to prepare and to make sure that you have not just natural substances to sustain you, but also your spiritual ready. Because in Psalms it says, in times of famine, uh, you will be sustained. That's by the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost can can uh, multiply your food. Oh, yeah. That's right. God is a multiplier of food. And Revelation 6, the measure of wheat uh, for a denarius, which means a day's wages. 
and three measures of barley for the denarius, which means a day's wages. That means you're working a lot just to eat. Now, we're seeing that in a scale happening now, guys, where Maria goes to the store and she's shocked at the price and she comes home with a little bit of food. And she's like, this is like a couple of years ago when Trump was in office, I would spend this much money. We'd have a whole wagon would be full. Now, the people that are on snap cards, they don't seem to care as much because the B system is feeding them. They're on the program. They'll get the stamp out of the mark because they've been they've been ticketed into the system, meaning they are leaning on the systems of man for their provision so much so that when the beast implements the the bowing to the sound of the flute, the trombone, and the harp, like we see Shadrach and Meshach and Abednego did not, that they were put into affliction, the fourth man in the fire sustained them, just like in Psalms it says, you'll be sustained in famine. Now, we want the spiritual, supernatural protection of a Goshen over each and every one of us, but we also should definitely be taking a sidestep on having some provision. Now, you know, and I've been talking about it, I've been talking about fish. I bought a fishing pole. It cost me a lot of money because uh, I had to get the reel separate. I know nothing about fishing. I had to research it. I got people over here. And it's a big rabbit hole, okay? I'm not going to lie to you. It's I'm, There's certain knots you got to tie. There's certain three-ounce sinkers you got to have, you know, the weights. And I'm like, this is like a lot of aggravation just to learn how to fish. And, you know, I want to be able to fish so I can feed the cats and stuff like that because I have other food stored away. I have seeds stored away. I have... Uh, 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 Pots coming for sweet potatoes. Uh, I know sweet potatoes are sustaining food because my ancestors uh, lived through the Great Depression. They were uh, my ancestors came over here from Poland. They worked in the mine, uh, the the coal mines in Pennsylvania. They would stuff them underground in the trolleys, and they did not have unions back then. They worked like slaves. Everybody wants to talk about white privilege. Well, guess what? My family worked their way up out of pits, literally. But my mother told me that they lived on sweet potatoes. They put them in the can. They put a string on the can, and they put a piece of coal in the can. They stuff the potato in the can, and they light the coal up, and they spin the can around, around, and around. And they would get the can would get hot, and it would cook the potato because they didn't even have an oven. That's how they did it. Mickey in a can, the potato in the can. So you could survive off sweet potatoes and stuff like that. You got, listen, why am I saying this? I just had a dream. I just told these guys where me and Maria were praying. We were fasting, me and Alan and Maria. And I had a dream where we were asking the Lord, me and Maria, show us what's coming. And I saw me in the dream. I was a repo man. You guys still there? Um. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I was a repo man, and in the dream, I was approaching a car, and um, I had to get that car. I had to repo it. Now God was showing me as a repo man to let me see what's going to happen. You understand? Just like I was on the twin towers, I wasn't technically there, but I saw what happened. I saw the faces of everybody uh, on the uh, north tower. Um, 
that bond uh, agency up there. I could see their faces, literally, right in my, I could see them. Now, the Lord puts you as a watchman in these positions to see. In this position, I was there, literally. I saw the guy in the car. I was approaching his car, and I, I knocked on the window, and I said, I have to take this car. And then I looked in the car. I saw his family in there, the kids and the mother, and they had food and clothes, all types of clothes in there. And he looked at me, and he says, man, this is my home. You can't take my home. And I, I just was like, didn't know what to do. I didn't want to take his car anymore. I knew I had to take it, but I didn't want to. And I kind of was just like mumbling, and then he pulled away. He, and I did not stop him. <clears throat> okay? And there was other people I could have called to stop him, but I didn't. I let him go. And the Lord is showing me in this stream and us that uh, there will be people that it's going to be difficult enough where people are going to lose their home or maybe not be able to afford rent. I don't know exactly, but it's going to be so bad that their car is going to be marked for repo and it's going to be their home. And how are you going to take that home, this little home, away from people that are living in there and the children? I mean, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. And the Lord is showing me that economic distraught is coming. Do I have a time frame? No. But I did have a dream recently on before the stock market little drawback happened. So the Lord is showing me, um, again, a guy I follow with stocks. I, I saw him in the dream zipping by me on, on, a, on a crotch rocket motorcycle. And he was flinging by me. And he, the guy riding it was a guy I know who's a very good stock trader, okay? And when I looked behind me, he wiped out on the motorcycle. He, like, flipped. I heard, you know, crashing. And I said, wow. I said, does that mean he's going to crash? Like, is he going to screw up or is the Lord showing me? that there's going to be some type of crash on the market. And then I was thinking, well, it was a motorcycle. It's maybe not that bad of a crash. But shortly after that, a day or two later, the market started pulling back. You know, motorcycle, small crash, get it. It didn't look like he was harmed, but the Lord is speaking to me about, um, again, about financial uh, issues, especially the one with the repo. Um, so I want to alert everybody to that, that... Um, definitely get spiritually uh, focused to sustain. And I want to find the Psalms on famine. Um, I think it's Psalms 37. But God will sustain us in famines. However, guys, this dream with the repo and people living in cars, that's a pretty bad situation. What do you think, Alan? Yeah, that's really grievous when a man's got a wife and kids and they're all living in a car where all their clothes and and food is. That's a grievous situation. And uh, I hope to God that uh, everybody lives through it and uh, is in Christ should they be called home. So uh, it's grievous. I got to got to tell you, Richard. Amen. Yeah. Um we had that when we we were fasting, Alan. I had that dream. Um, 
You know, usually when the Lord puts me in a dream where I'm kind of involved in it, like an active participant in it, um, mm-hmm. you know, he's really showing me what's coming. And I think there's a big financial shakedown coming, guys. Um, what do you think, Wolfenstein? I agree, Rich. I think we're going to see the financial difficulties that probably eclipse the 29 collapse and some of the more difficult times America's been through. I think it's going to make that look mild, and uh, we probably need to be doing some serious, uh, like you're doing with your wife and then with Alan, fasting, seeking God for um, you know, the direction on how to prepare, because I think it's going to be extreme. Of course, you know, we've heard the warnings from many, many prophets for a long time that this is coming. And the, the scriptures talk about a, a time of uh, great distress, the tribulation, where there will be um, uh, a lot of starvation, a lot of famine. And I think what probably will precipitate that famine is this uh, economic, uh, you know, collapse, crash, whatever you want to call it. But, um, you, you know, Rich, I think you were mentioning something about the, the inverse curve. And uh, there's certain signs that are being triggered. Um, probably a good time to, to sell off your stock and um, probably invest in, uh, you know, something of a, like a prepper mode. That, that's kind of my take on it, is that we should be preparing, but at the same time, walking in faith. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with preparing, as Joseph showed us in the book of uh, Exodus, they prepared uh, for the famine that was coming with the abundance that was at hand. They'd store away one-fifth of it. Hey, Richard, are we still on the air? <laughs> yeah, why, I mean, why, if, we're not? if you're... Okay, my bad. Yeah, we, we we should be right now getting, what, the seven years of plenty, you know, you're storing up for the seven years of famine. You think, you guys think we've entered into the seven years of famine? I mean, this is symbolic. But there's this seven years of plenty that precede it. It seems like the plenty is is over. Uh, I think we're in a transition period between the seven years of plenty and the seven years of famine, kind of like a twilight, you know, you know, going from day to night. There's a season where it's like twilight where you can barely see, but it's not really night yet. I think that's where we are spiritually, twilight. Like maybe we should bring on Rod Sterling, the twilight zone, right before it's between that, that transition from between day and night. And I think we're right there spiritually. Oh yeah. Um, I think, um, I'm hearing accurately with this current dreams I had where the Lord would show us these things, guys. Um, you know, we're going to be going on another fast. We might just go back to the old watching radio style of fasting, like me and Guna used to do years ago, and that would have been three days a week. You know, so I might just enter into that again uh, with Alan and Maria. She she seems like she wants to do it. So, and the reason is, I want to hear from God in this hour. I want to be able to uh, preach and minister accurately and correctly. Um, and definitely be prepared myself. There's nothing wrong, like Alan said, to have provision because God can also multiply the little that you you stashed out by faith. And I will tell you, medical supplies are a good thing to also hoard. 
Um, there is a website that we know of where you can get some antibiotics, you know, some things like that, and start storing yourself up um, a little little kit, like almost a semi-first aid kit um, with essentials, especially antibiotic, because uh, it could be hard to get. And the reason I'm saying that is because China is so involved in our manufacturing of medicines. And because of that, it can get very volatile if something shakes down with the dragon to an extent where they want to cut off production. And if that happens and the supply chains start going down for certain things, you definitely. I remember years ago I had a dream um, and I prepared for it. This is back in like 2002. I had multiple dreams of a blackout coming. And everybody thought I was nuts. I started buying candles. Uh, I bought all these kits, lanterns I bought. Uh, Foss thought I was crazy. And guess what? A big blackout came. I had so many candles and stuff. I had those like 10-hour candles in a can. I was lending them to people. I had a backpack. I, I went to... Uh, uh, what's her name's house? Uh, Eleanor. I w- went with my backpack in there. I walked down there, and I, I was like Santa Claus of uh, nine-hour candles. They b- burn for a long time. And guess what? We didn't have electric for like a week in Long Island. There was some type of big event. I can't remember what it was. But I had the dream to warn me. I took action. And guess what? It wasn't so bad. I had things to get me through it. I had neon sticks. I bought a bunch of them. And without the warning, I wouldn't have had that stuff to help others. I helped people with it. I gave it away. I had an abundance. I was able to bless people. You want to be a blessing when things happen. Hey, wouldn't it be nice? to have the knowledge to make slips for uh, sweet potatoes or the knowledge to fish because fishing for me is very difficult because surf fishing on the beach, you have to know uh, the tide on certain things. you got to know. So I'm in the process of learning that. Uh, There's one fish here in Jacksonville that's very popular called a pomponder. Potter, it's a white fish, but uh, everybody seems to be eating them. So I just want to have knowledge to sustain in the event things are going to get rough, but also be able to help others and bless others, especially with, and uh, Alan knows this too, he has some antibiotics and stuff. You want to be able to be able to bless others because many people are not ready, guys, um, or being shown what we've been shown, many believe in post-trip, where they're going to float out of here before anything happens. You know, on mid-trip, uh, I believe we go through half, but the bowls are not for us. And the reason I say that, and I've said this before, and I don't know why anybody can't see what I see in Scripture. It's almost like what colors the dress meme I'm having with people when I have this conversation. 
It's that kind of funny look I'm getting for people. But when you see Jesus explain that people are going to be eating, drinking, marrying, planting, and building, and he suddenly appears, uh, that's not bowls going on. When you look at tongues being gnawed out, sores, darkness, all the sea blowing out, uh, I can't see that as particular party time when the vials are broken out. I just don't see it. And he says the days of Noah, and he says the days of not, Lot, L-O-T. And he gives those examples. I think you could still be eating, drinking, marrying, planting, and building through the seals. I think they will be less burdensome where people in the hardness of their heart are going to still plowing towards uh those activities, like David Wilkinson used to preach, and he, I forgot the verse, it's in Isaiah, that they were on the rooftop still partying as Nebuchadnezzar was heading in, was going to surround um, Jerusalem. So people, even when judgments are, are flowing, seem to have a mindset of partying. They're just, it's a corruptness of the mind. And that's why you'll see people just do this, uh, Grand Theft Auto mindset. They played that video go- video game so many times that they don't have any regard for life anymore, and they think it's funny. They will fly around and knock people over, like in Las Vegas. They ran down that guy and killed him. He was riding his bicycle, and they're ha ha laughing. It's like all joy and funny and laughs. The whole world is going nuts. You don't see it. You don't see the totalitarianism. You do not see. The persecution going on. You don't see the man against man, the sword being poured out, the insanity, totalitarian, the plagues, the pestilence, the measure of wheat for a denarius, meaning inflation. Do you see it happen? Does anybody see it or is it just me, guys? We're already seeing the inflation. We're already seeing the violence. And uh, we read uh, Psalm chapter 37, verse 18. It's right where you said, Richard. The Lord knows the days of the upright, and their inheritance shall be forever. They shall not be ashamed in the evil time, and in the days of famine they shall be satisfied. So, just like Joseph stored food, store food, store medicines, and make sure you're worshiping God and and binding devils coming against you, and uh, keep on tithing and help people. You know, Richard wants to help people. Amen. We're, we're supposed to be like the good Samaritan. He saw someone by the wayside of the road wounded and, uh, Richard likes to help. Uh, may we always grow in our love for our fellow man and thus be sons of God. Amen. Well, I like to help cats. So that's why I'm learning to fish because I'm thinking with all these cats, I got what, 30 cats now. So, yeah, I got a lot of them. Um, and they're not all inside. There's like eight or nine in here right now, which reminds me. I got to go pick up two cats. Oh, boy. Um, what do you want? A cat refugee there? Or you got a cat Yeah, hospital? well, the Lord has showed me I'm like Noah with cats. So I'm thinking it's like. You know, in the time of time of famine, I got to get fish for them, these little guys. You know, I feel bad for them. I mean, I have provision. I have rice and stuff stored up. I have MREs and stuff. I can sustain pretty good. And I got uh, things to make my potatoes and my, my cassava, my yucca, you know. But I think me fishing would help the cats. 
And you know there's going to be thousands of cats I'm going to have to feed over here. And the only way I'm going to have to do it, I'm going to do it from fishing. So um, that's why I'm trying to learn it. And it's very difficult because the rod I bought and the reel were very expensive. I didn't think there would be that much money. And I only got one. I got to get my reel one. And, you know, I got to learn the skill. There's a skill involved. And I don't, I'm, I'm not good at that. I remember as a kid, I was good at fishing, like for snappers and stuff. But this is a whole different ball game over here, you know, surf fishing. Because you're, you can get in the. I saw a video of a guy. He was fishing, and a stingray hit him in the hand. He was trying to pull it off the hook, and I'm like, he says it was the worst pain he's ever had in his life. He had to get an MRI and everything because they they thought maybe the stinger was still in his bone or something. And I'm like, I don't want that. So I'm just going to bring my gun with me, and if I do get a, one of them, I'm going to just shoot it. I'm not going to deal with uh, a stingray well, you getting cut me. the line. Huh? You cut the line. You see, you see it's a stingray. You just cut the line. Let it, let it swim out. Yeah, I don't want no stingray, man. Um, yeah, just cut the line. You just take the, take your knife, cut the line, let it go. You know what? You know what works really good with surf fishing is uh, small crabs for bait. You know, you, and, yeah, and yeah, that's what they the use. Yeah. Wolfenstein, that's what they use here. They use crab knuckles. Uh, that's how they c- catch the uh, pambanda. But, yeah, a lot of times they'll take a crab and cut it in half, and then you got two pieces of bait, you know, and you use half the crab and you put it on the hook, and all the juice is coming out, and they, they can smell that, and it draws them in. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I'm going to learn. That, I'm going to learn the skill of it. Uh, but, again, why am I doing that? Because I had the dream warning me. I just told you in 2002 – I bought all those candles. I was able to help people. God showed me uh, I do have a prophetic gift by the grace of God. And uh, because of that, I try to give people what the Lord shows me. Whether they listen to it or not, that's not on my hand. I can't force you to believe me. Everybody thought that Trump was going to win in 2020. I said they're going to steal it. I tried to warn people. They attacked me. They attacked me. Okay, I told everybody he'd win in 2016. They attacked me then. You can't ever... Listen, if you're a real prophet and moving in the real prophetic, they're not going to like you. I just... That's just the way it is. It's just like with the Twin Towers. I was attacked on the church bus for that one. They stopped the church bus. Andy, he runs Walk of Faith over there right now on Long Island. He has a church, small little storefront church over there now in Mastic Beach. He stopped the bus, looked at me in the mirror. They had a mirror on the visor in the church bus, going to New York City, we, Meals for Wheels for Debbie Mitchell over there in Bayshore, New York. And we were headed. He stopped the bus. He goes, man, I talked to my friend. That building cannot fall. It is designed to sustain anything, even an earthquake. And everybody was silent, looking at me like I was, you know, wrong. I said, the Lord showed me it falling. What do you want me to do? Why are you mad at me? Why are people mad when you tell them what the Lord showed you? And you, guess what? I never heard from that guy again. Never heard from him again. You know what? People turned me over to the FBI. That's what I had to deal with. The FBI. I got files with the FBI because of Christians. Oh, yeah. And don't think that's not going to be happening where they think they're doing God's service to turn you over to be killed because it says it in John. 
And you see these Yahwehite people running around that are using the letter of the law, thinking they're holy rolling, and they're not even doing the Shabbat the right way. I just showed it to you at the beginning of the show. (laughs) They're not. And the five towns Jews over in New York, which I used to hang out with because I did work with them, they think they're apostate, that they're not doing the Shabbat right. So you got to be careful with flinging the sword of the law around. You better make sure you're doing it the right way if you're going to use it to judge others. That's the problem. You got to get into the grace covenant. You got to understand the foreshadows that were pointing to Christ. Like it says in Colossians, they were all foreshadows. They were shadows of things to come. Reality being Christ. And when you understand that the Ten Commandments are written on our hearts, we are the temples of God, and we live for God, we do not sin, we do not want to sin and we have the freedom and the liberty of the Spirit, you'll have more power to walk out your walk because you're walking in the goodness and kindness of God, which literally will bring real repentance to you. That's right. The kindness and the goodness of God will lead you to a genuine real repentance because you just feel so much love for the Lord that he had patience for you and took that burden away. Like it says in Acts 15, Peter said the burden that our ancestors and us could not maintain, that it's by grace. It wasn't just Paul talking about the burden of the ordinances of the law. Look at Acts 15, what Peter says there. Just look at it. So, This whole railing going on with the hatred the Judaizers have for those that want to walk in the Spirit. Incidentally, the ones walking in the Spirit seem to be the one with the power flowing, by the way. So that's a real problem. And the Logos, the the letter that killeth, is moving, the anointing is moving away from that. Now, that's the issue, guys. And there's a lot of division, and you're going to see a lot of people probably turning people over to be killed, like it says in the book of John. There's that much hatred for brethren. There's that much division. And when you look at the devil's kingdom, guess what? He rolls in alignment. The devil's not stupid, guys. Everybody thinks the devil's stupid. And the devil sometimes plays stupid when he manifests. He tries to give you the whole... Rope-a-dope. I don't fall for rope-a-dope with demons. I know they're intelligent. They've been around a long time. They understand the nature of man very well, and they know how to sigh up and play people on their pride. They know how to play you along. got to be careful. The enemy is not stupid, and he understands the power of unity. Yes. How? Because... The devil was exalted to a high... He was an anointed cherub. He was right up there with the Lord. He understood the kingdom. He understands the function of the kingdom and the the levels of angels. Why? Because he came from there. So when you understand how God moves in unity in the heavenlies, the devil said, you know what? Our demonic kingdom, to function and be effective, we have to all work together. And guess what? When you look at the satanic libtards and you marvel, you're like, wow, they all seem to vote together. They seem to all have the same message. They seem to not really fight with each other, even though they're evil, even though they're satanic, even though their policies are evil and satanic and dark. They seem to flow as one. 
I wonder where they got that game plan from. Oh, yeah, their master. But when you look at what's going on in conservativeness and the fake conservatives that have embedded themselves in there to do the opposite, to put division, to break up, to cause contention, to cause argument and debates, and now you have a dysfunctional movement, and that is not going anywhere. And that's how the enemy can move and engage and create friction and confusion, and he's able to progress. And that's what you're seeing going on. It's a shock and awe policy by the devil. And in the church, it's going on also, where you see these flim-flammers running around trying to pretend they're uh, Moses themselves, they think they are, attacking people, condemning people, letter of the lowering people. It's just unbelievable. Could you imagine if everybody was working together and said, you know what, guys? We believe in Christ. You know what? Jesus Christ is our Savior, our Lord. Let's look at Mark 16. Oh, yeah, let's read it. Oh, yeah. Let's do the exploits. Let's cast out the devils. Let's heal the sick. Let's preach the gospel, the Lord Jesus Christ, to every creature. Let's work. Let's get it done. You imagine that. You imagine that the function of the church was in unity instead of all this debate and doctrine issue. And they think that's the Lord. They think the Lord is one to all this arguing, debating, contention, and scripture. I know this scripture means this. I mean, this scripture means this. Arguing, debating. I'm going to get my strongs out on you. I'm going to concordance you. I had some guys say that today. I'm going to concordance you. And then they just try to make the word say whatever is going to fit their narrative. It's all about pride. It's all generated in a narcissistic view, and it's creating a great division in the body of Christ. And because of that, we're not seeing that breakout of revival. Because of that, we're not seeing the great deliverances and mass healings like we see it in 1955 of the healing movement with A.A. Allen and uh, Jack Coe and so on. There's division and friction. Does anybody believe or agree with me on that? Amen. Yeah, there's lots of division and friction. There's, as one atheist put it, there's a thousand Protestantisms, and uh, on basic things like casting out devils and healing the sick, the lots of Christians think that's just for Africa. The casting out of devils. There's no devils in my church. Well, yes, there are. There's three people dying of cancer sitting in the front row, but they don't think that's a devil. They just, you know, their doctrine tells them that. So yeah, it's it's you know, I think the best way forward is. Fruits, not fights. Let he who has correct doctrine bear the most fruit and outdistance everyone else. Uh, just you know, cast out devils, heal the sick, love people. Amen. Marty? You know, Alan, this, uh, this, this Judaizer spirit, um, the letter of the law that killeth, it is uh, another gospel, actually. It's, it's a counterfeit gospel that Paul dealt with in Galatians, O foolish Galatians who hath bewitched you. And this gospel will bring you under a curse. It's not going to bless your life. It's actually going to bring you under a curse and it brings death. The letter of the law kills. So it will kill anything of the spirit and bring you under a bondage of a curse for preaching and believing another gospel. But on the other hand, everything we receive from God comes through grace, through faith, 
by the Holy Spirit, by the anointing. So how does the anointing flow? Everything we receive, whether it's deliverance, whether it's healing, whether it's salvation, whether it's prosperity, finances, everything we receive comes by grace through faith, by the working of the Holy Spirit through relationship. So these people, rather than focusing on a relationship with God through the Holy Spirit and walking in the anointing and walking in the Spirit, they go back under this letter that kills trying to go back to what Paul called bondage, where Paul said even your, our fathers couldn't bear up under this bondage, couldn't keep the letter of the law. So the Judaizer spirit will curse your life. It will nullify everything God's done in your life. And then it will bring you into a position where it works death, spiritual death, into your life and everyone and everything around you, where grace through faith will bring you into the blessing and provision and relationship with God through the Holy Spirit. So we need to focus on that. We need to draw close to the Lord. We need to know Him. And how, we, how do we know Him? It's by spending time in relationship with the Lord, moving by grace through faith and entering into the things of the Spirit. And that's, that's what I see, is that we, we've gotten away from the moving of the Holy Spirit. The, the gifts of the Spirit have dried up, Rich. I mean, 99% of Pentecostal churches, when's the last time you heard a tongue in interpretation in, in the meeting of the congregation? It's like they got this weird, like, pseudo stuff going on that people can fake. But, you know, the real power gifts, you know, the healing, casting out demons, and, you know, the working of miracles, even tongues and interpretations— to a great degree, this is dried up. And the reason being is that people are not walking by grace through faith in relationship with the Holy Spirit. They don't understand the anointing of God and how the anointing comes upon God's people. And it's, it is purely by grace through faith and by drawing near to God and God drawing near to you and relationship through the Holy Spirit. Christianity can be summed up in relationship with the Holy Spirit. And when once you get away from relationship with the Holy Spirit, you can get into a lot of weird, wacky, crazy things that produce death. And that's what I see, Rich. We, we, we got most of what's being preached is producing spiritual death. It's not blessing the hearer. It's not bringing them into the anointing of the Holy Ghost but it's working death in them like Paul saw with the Galatians. That's what I see. Any thoughts on that? Amen. Yeah. Um, you know, the divisions going on, Wolfenstein, you're correct. There is a, uh, a curse under a false gospel. And this is a real sign of the times, guys. What we're seeing with all these debates and uh, letter of the law, Judaizers flowing around, trying to actually be what these guys are. They're trying to become Jews, uh, but they're not. Um, hold on, these are the cat people. Hello? Yeah, I'm going to have to go get these cats. The cat people? Who are Yeah, there? I forgot. I got two cats down at the event right now. Um, so we're going to pause the show and come back? No, I'm going to terminate you. That's the end you. of the show? 
I'm going to terminate you. I'm going to terminate. <laughs> to say it with the right accent. I'm going to terminate you. That's Cat, that's catch, take, that priority, bro. You know? Okay, that's why I so the show's over for today. Meow. No. Meow. Um, well, they just called. So that means the cats are ready. Um, like in the oven? No, they had to get neutered. Maria caught them this morning. All right. Oh, wow. um, that's what you guys do? You just catch yeah, them? Yeah, it's called TNR, bro. It's trap, neuter, release. Um, wow. Yeah, I know. I know. We're the cat people. But. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I wonder if there's a reputation in the cat community about you. Don't go Don't go to the Keltners. They'll, they'll neuter you. They'll feed you and neuter you. Yeah, our neighbors don't I like us. I got screwed. What about you? Yeah, me too. Yeah. Yeah, the neighbors are not happy about it because we feed all the cats, but we're, we're also the ones that are neutering them, trying to trying to control what's going on, you know. But okay. anyway, getting back to what Wolfenstein just said, uh, I would say I give you a Fonzie, which is going to be correct to Mundo, and yeah, that's exactly what's going on. There's a curse going on on all those that are participating with this false. Judaizers that are running around. I never knew they would be this whacked out. I mean, I had a false Judaizer come against me years ago. Um, a cult. Let me see if they're even still around. I'll pull it up on the screen. I'm going to let everybody see it. This is the first Yahweh cult that came against me. And ironically, Goatbeard... You know, came against them because he wasn't a complete Yahwehite yet. So, oh yeah, it's here. Let me bring it up on the screen. Uh, all right. So yeah, look at look at this one. She's become an avatar now. This mighty win website. This Yahwehite cult came against me. She turned into an avatar now. Uh, for the last thing I heard, she fled the country and is hiding out somewhere. Uh, she now is married to Jesus, literally, some guy that looks like him. And uh, this cult attacked me. They got stuff on this website about me. It's just very strange. But it's the same thing. You got the Holy Oracle. You say anything against the Oracle, the scouts come and attack you. And that's exactly what happened to me here. James is around. This is 2006. But these letter of the law killeth people. I've been around a long time. I never knew Goatbeard would completely manifest into these these people because Goat people, uh, Goat Goatbeard uh, was against this, but now he became it, and that's the problem. That's the problem with that doctrine is that it can snatch you away, even if you have a little foot in the door with it, but. I just showed you that site. They're still around. That was from 2006 I was dealing with these letter of the law people. And they got the scouts. Uh, they were doing prophecies over me. You know, the saith mighty Yahweh. You know, going to get you. It's always God going to get you. Well, that was 2006. I'm still here. So, you know, and why did they hate me? Because I, I went to church or something on the Shabbat. I went to go see David Wilkerson on that day. And they even wrote that on their website. You can go look at it. Uh, I violated the Sabbath. It's all about the laws. It's all, they, if you don't 
do it the way they want you to do it, you're somehow damned. And now if you're damned, you're not damned because you're going to be in a washing machine. It's just like I can't handle it anymore. It's just crazy. You're denying the blood of Christ. Only the blood can wash you and give you clean hands. It, Not it, anymore, Wolfenstein. You, you go to the washing machine in hell. You go there. Spin dry. And you come out and it you go flying the, it up. It used to be the fountain, right? The fountain that flows from Emmanuel's veins. It used to be, you know, the blood of Jesus. Now, 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 now hell cleanses. That's satanic. That is of purely satanic. Is. If you die in your sin, you're in trouble. That's why Jesus said to the Pharisees, "You will die in your sin." They'd have a, they'd be damned. And well, you don't well, want you want to get said. right with God before that. You don't want to have to die and go to hell to be washed because it's not happening. It's a lie. It's definitely a lie. But look what Paul said about these people. He said, who hath bewitched you? So Paul, the Apostle Paul, identified this Judaism, Judaizer spirit with witchcraft. So Paul was identifying this demonic spirit with the spirit of witchcraft. Who hath bewitched you? Beloved, do you want to be bewitched? You want to come under a witchcraft spell? that brings you under the letter of the law that will kill everything God's done in your life? If you don't, repent and get as far away from the Judaizer law keepers as you can. The law was nailed to the cross with Christ. Now, the Ten Commandments are in effect, and they're written on the believer's heart, so we're supposed to keep God's commands. But the law, the letter of the law, and the ceremonial law, and the law of Moses was all nailed to the cross with Christ and fulfilled by Christ. We're no longer under that bondage. So if you want to go back under that bondage, then you are being bewitched. So the Apostle Paul, he identifies it with the spirit of witchcraft. So he's saying, okay, the Judaizer law keepers are witches, and they're putting this spell upon you. So Paul said, what's your thoughts? Yeah, who, who has bewitched you? It was all a rebuke. By the way, in Colossians, uh, he, he was with the Gentiles, and he was telling them, don't let anyone uh, condemn you for not keeping the feasts. He explains why, because they were just shadows of the reality of Christ. Okay, so all this, you got to do the feast stuff. He reproves that in Colossians. I don't have the verse in front of me, but Alan might. But he literally tells him, don't let anyone uh, condemn you for that because there were shadows of things to come, which the reality is Christ, meaning they were pointing to Christ. Christ is the fulfillment. So this whole jump through hoops thing that people lay on each other and they're not even doing correctly by the way which is even worse which is even worse because now you're in the hypocrite lane and the Lord don't like hypocrites come on people now I got it here Richard oh can you read it Alan thanks yeah it's Colossians chapter 2 verses 13 and he, he goes on to Anyway, thirteen forty. And you being dead in your sins and the uncircumcision of your flesh, has he quickened together with him, 
having forgiven you all trespasses, blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us, which was contrary to us, and took it out of the way, nailing it to his cross. Amen. He goes on. Literally, that's not what I meant. Oh, okay. But there it is. That was was what Wolfenstein meant. You got him his verse. What about me? Uh, Say yours again and maybe I'll get it this time. It was like the feast, you know. He said like, uh, you know, uh, the the shadow of things to come. I thought thought it was in Colossians. I I thought I just said that. This is ridiculous, bro. I'll find it myself. Okay. Um, Yeah, you find your own verses, Richard. I'll activate your brain. Uh, It's going to take some skill to find, man. Uh, welcome to the club. I feel like you. Yeah, <laughs> having having Richard. Except you don't have anyone yelling at you, telling you why didn't you find it, brah? You don't have anyone like that. Maybe. maybe all right. Can you can you it. literally literally? All right. <laughs> it's uh, not so easy now, is it, Richard? No, I found it, brah. <laughs> oh, where is it? Well, it's your. It's in Colossians, dude. It. It's in Colossians two sixteen. Oh, you therefore, the before the one I go ahead. therefore do not let anyone judge you by what you eat or drink or regard religious festivities or new moon celebration or Sabbath. These are just shadows of things that were to come. The reality, however, is found in Christ. Boom! Mic drop. So he wasn't Judaizing after. What? It was the very verse after the one I stopped reading at. Okay, so I, I should have read one more verse and I would have I mean, had it. Okay. Did, did you hear what I just read, man? Yes. These were just shadows of things to come. Let me go back to verse 16 of Colossians 2. Therefore, don't let anyone judge you for what you eat, drink, regard religious festivities or new moons, celebrations, or the Sabbath day. For these were just wow. shadows of things to come. The reality, however is found in Christ. He wasn't Judaizing the Gentiles. It was the opposite. The opposite. He was pointing to Christ, and those were just shadows. Why would you go back and do a shadow? A foreshadow. That, that, all right, under that logic, let's just say you're going to hit, hit that logic. Oh, well, the shadow is good. We want to do the shadow. Okay, if you're going to do that and you're going to state that, then why don't you go bow to a serpent on a stick? How about that? Why don't you go get yourself a serpent on a stick and literally just bow to it or look at it? Get, get a serpent on a stick and stare at it. Wasn't that a shadow of Christ to come? Yeah, yes, it was because Jesus himself said it was. So if that's a shadow and you think it's good, then get yourself a nice serpent on a stick and sit around and stare at it. I don't care. That's what it's saying here. The idiocy of doing that, because Christ is the fulfillment of it all. You don't go get a serpent on a stick. You don't have to do all these feasts that are pointing to Christ because there were shadows of things to come, meaning Christ is the fulfillment Get it? Now, if you want to, and you feel like, hey, I want to, 
do a sukkut and hang around in a tent and praise God and blow a horn. Pass, fun. Praise God. We're going to worship God and we're going to do it. Fine. There's nothing wrong with doing things in the Lord. If it brings you joy in the Lord, then do it. But don't project it on others that you're somehow a pagan if you're not doing what they're doing. You know what I mean? You can't judge others out of the lens of this. That's the issue, guys. And when you do that, you're going to get in trouble for it because you're not doing it appropriately. Like in Exodus, causing your servant to work. I just showed you the Jews in the five towns. They would condemn you. I could bring them to you. They'll condemn you. They think you're not doing the Shabbat the right way. They think you're doing the Shabbat a pagan way. They think they do it the right way because they take that verse seriously. They say we do not want to be accountable or causing our servant to work. We're going to shut our electric off. We're shutting our cell phone off. And we're shutting every, our internet off. Boom. And then they think you're apostate because you got your phone on, you got your power on, you got your icebox on, and everything going. They say, hey, you are incorrect. So it's a never-ending judgment cycle. So if you're going to spin around with with the way you're doing Shabbat and the way they're doing Shabbat, judging you, you got a problem. How are you going to come to me with your pagan-style Shabbat and judge me? When I know people personally in the five towns that think the way you're doing is is apostate. It's like an apostate. It's like that meme with Spider-Man pointing at each other. You ever see that meme? I should just do one. Five towns, Jews, and the other Spider-Man, I'll put down Midwesterners want to be buy Jewish clothing from uh, Jewish shops over in Williamsburg, New York. And try to grow beards like the acidics. It's not working. Because those guys think you're apostate. Believe me. Believe me. So this whole judgment thing of going around, be careful with it. If you understand what we just read and you want to celebrate Sukkot, good. Good. You know, I would do it with you. If you wanted to do it to serve God and have fun and worship God and lift up God, I would do it with you. I'll blow the bugle. I'll jump around. I'll do stuff. But if you're going to say, you must do it. This is the way of the law. You'll be condemned. No. I'm going to say, now you're putting me under something weird. You've turned it into an ordinance. There's liberty in the spirit. That's right. We can't be going around finger pointing. I'm going to do that Spider-Man pointing at each other meme. You ever see that meme, Alan? Yeah, it's great. It's a good way to make a point about uh, all a bunch of things being the same and they're all pointing fingers at each other. Yeah, do it. Do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, you know, you noticed I asked Alan because Alan's the one that has Spider-Man under root pajamas, right? No, Richard. you don't. <laughs> you just made that up. You, Spider-Man you underwear. Huh? Oh no, Wolfenstein it's has all oh Wolfenstein. Hands. I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> Wolfenstein. You you got Spider-Man pajamas? No, I'm into Hanes. You know. Anyway, uh, I got to go get my cats, but I want you to know that 
I think we covered some good topics here, and I'm biased in that statement. But I will tell you that the warning uh, I got about the repo with the guy living in the car has kind of got me a little shook up. I don't know a time frame on it, but from what I see in the financials, uh, I do have some skill with that. Uh, with the the yield inversion, we're not in a good place financially, and this is globally. I, I you know I follow that uh, girl on YouTube. I know. I do it too. Which one? I head over there. What Which is, one? Uh, Survival Lily is Lily is her name. Survival Lily. She's over in Europe. Um, she uh, was on uh, some survival show. She shoots the bow and arrow, but she. Um, She's doing all these videos of uh, inflation over in Europe, and electric costs over there are skyrocketing. So this measure of wheat for a penny, this inflation thing, is going on globally. It's like uh, Wolfenstein said. It's global. It's a global pang. We're seeing a real move for end-time events, and it's not just here in in the Babylon region of, uh, of America. It's happening everywhere, guys. And these flooding of migrants are here to destroy the middle class because they need to wipe out the middle class to gain control of the people. That's right. It's going to be let them eat cake. Me and Alan did a show on that. They want everybody in let them eat cake mode uh, where the elites. Yeah. You know, one thing that's happening, uh, Rich and Alan and everyone listening uh, of course, with my ministry, I'm involved with a lot of, uh, you know, dealing with overseas, you know, uh, planting churches and taking care of widows and fatherless children and things like that. There is a real crisis developing because of the cost of the food. These people were kind of just living, you know, week to week. And all of a sudden, food prices have doubled and nearly tripled. So you can just imagine what's happening in third world nations where you have a lot of fatherless children, widows, and a lot of poor and needy people, and all of a sudden they can't put food on the table. So what, that's one thing we maybe need to do a broadcast on is the church is responsible for each generation of needy people. It's not supposed to be the government taking care of these needy folks, according to Christ. It's supposed to be the church helping and providing the needy. You know, where Jesus said to the rich young ruler, he said, you know, what must I do to have eternal life? He said, go sell all that you have and give it to the poor and needy. So he was, you know, when he separates the sheep and the goats, it's those who, you know, fed and took care of the hungry and the needy and those who did not. So um, one thing that's developing, which we need to, you know, we need to watch this, is that this massive starvation is at the door. And unfortunately, the victims, which many times is the case, are young, innocent children and uh, the fatherless. And and you know the scripture, the scripture says a pure and undefiled religion is to visit the widow and the fatherless children, the widow's children. They have a mother but no father in their affliction. And I would like to say to everyone out there listening, are you doing anything, doing anything to visit the widow, the fatherless children, and and to ease their suffering? So I just, that's an ending thought. uh, Fred, sounds like you're getting ready to close the broadcast. Yeah, you're you're cutting into cat time, which is a big no-no. 
Well, you feeding wow. the cats is good, but feed, feeding feeding the, the the father's children is even better. We got to get <laughs> Alan. Yes, Richard. Yeah, Did he's also Alan? cutting into my uh, going to Brazilian church and having a wonderful time. Time. So, you know, we did Saturday. We violated the Shabbat for you, bro. Thank you. Thank yeah, you, exactly. Richard. Thank you, Wolfenstein. Thank you. Yeah, I want to thank you guys for joining us for today for the uh, Staff of Bread broadcast. We'll be back next week. Uh, me and Alan are going to be doing something, too, on the uh, in Mark 11. So tune in us on Rumble, guys. I think we covered a wide range of topics here. Wolfenstein, thank you for getting out of bed. I mean, Al, oh, Alan was welcome, giving up Rich. hope on you a little bit. I was starting to give up hope. It was like 3 o'clock. I'm calling He's like, he won't get up. Like, yeah, yeah, it was like 3.30. What, what time are we recording next week? So I'll, I'll, be, I'll be all prepared. What time? Uh, we like 11 a.m. 11 a.m.? Okay. Yeah. You, you, you know why? You know why? Well, then Alan has plenty, he has plenty no, of Brazilian no, church you, you don't know why, Okay. It's because we are juiced up on coffee. And we're like zippy. Ah. We're zippy. We're like, gee, gee, gee. we're talking fast. You know. The, we job, just sound the old. Java boost. Yeah, we're juiced Java up. Java boost. Yeah. Okay. We like that. Me you got to like try, try some of my super tea. That'll, that'll jolt you. Yeah, we like being jolted. All right, I'm going to burn rubber out of you watching radio saying farewell. Thank you for joining us. Uh, for this broadcast. Thank you guys for uh, joining me today for this. Thank you for having us. Bye, guys. Pleasure, Rick. Thanks for having us on. God bless. Let's